Hi, and welcome to Calm Cash. Today we're picking up part two about investing in a COVID-19 market. Last week we talked about answering questions about you and understanding your own tolerance for risk as well as your time horizon. These are essential questions to answer before you start investing your money. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, now is a great time to do that. On this episode, we'll look at external factors and data sources that help us understand what businesses are set up to succeed in our current coronavirus situation and some strategies for how to buy into those opportunities. All right, let's get to it. I said it last week and I'll say it again. I'm not going to tell you stocks to pick and I'm not endorsing any particular stock, fund, or investment in these episodes. Instead, I'll lay out some information and share sources that I use to inform where I put my own money. All of these investments have risks associated with them and you need to do your own homework to truly understand what's right for you. Okay, our economy is going through lots of change right now as this virus creates significant disruption for people and for businesses. Small businesses are really hurting as forced closures and stay-at-home orders have made it hard for them to stay afloat. This same thing is happening to really large companies too. Bankruptcy filings by companies like J. Crew, Neiman Marcus, JCPenney, Hertz Rental Cars, and Gold's Gym shows that well-known brands are not immune to the impacts of the virus and show how our behaviors around eating, shopping, and working out have changed, you know, maybe forever. Certain industries are really getting hit hard, but how do we know what those industries are with data? Well, one report that gets lots of attention is the jobs report, which you've probably seen in the news lately telling the bad news around unemployment. Millions of people have lost their jobs or been furloughed because of the virus. But within that report are some really important numbers and indices that tell us a lot. One of those is this thing called the diffusion index, which shows which industries are gaining or losing jobs. So there's a total of 258 industries that are tracked by this diffusion index, and only seven of the 258 experienced any kind of job growth in the last jobs report. So Yikes, like that's crazy. And to put that in numeric terms, in February, the diffusion index was 53. um, And this is a a metric where the higher the score, the better out of 100. Uh, But in May, it is four. Um, So we're seeing significant change. And what we're seeing is unemployment is impacting practically every industry, um, save those seven. So it just shows how widespread this whole thing is. And What it can help us do in the short term are help us understand some industries to avoid investing in. So like the travel industry and, you know, think of like airlines and cruises. Those aren't really flying regularly and the cruises aren't happening almost at all. You know, leisure and hospitality companies, you know, food services, hotels, um, online booking sites for those those type of services. You know, traditional retail stores are struggling right now. Transportation. Um, construction, and even like the the gaming industry. So casinos, you know, many of them have have had to shut down and and can't have large numbers of people there. So people aren't betting their money. And that means the casinos aren't making money. Um, And those are mostly publicly traded companies. So it really makes sense when you think about it is to extend the disruptions that we're, we're experiencing and the things that we're not able to do anymore. And then think about the businesses and industries that are coming behind them. So 
The diffusion index can also be a leading indicator to recovery in jobs and certain sectors coming back online. So when companies start rehiring, we'll see that diffusion index go back up and we can focus on those industries and sectors that are growing to see where demand is coming back online um, and maybe future revenue opportunities. It, it could present us a buying opportunity in the stock market. So what industries are still doing well and or even like thriving in this environment? Well, according to the diffusion index, those are general merchandise stores. So that's like Costco and Walmart, uh, couriers, messengers and delivery. So that would be FedEx and UPS, uh, computer and peripheral equipment providers, and then information services uh, industries. So, so this might still be a little bit murky. So let's let's take this data and we'll add some things to it and we'll create a story or narrative to guide us. And a lot of uh, investment managers, a lot of you know Wall Street people, they're big on like stories and narratives um, that drive their investments. And so we can do that same thing. So you know right now Amazon is crushing it and their stock price reflects it. Everyone is shopping online, we're at home. And here's our first theme. So e-commerce, especially when we look at the bankruptcies in traditional retail. So we just talked about JCPenney's and J. Crew filing for bankruptcy. That's because people aren't going into the stores and they're, we're going to places uh, shopping online. So e-commerce is the trend. And we're going to the, the big incumbents like the Amazons and the targets of the world that are doing well. So then we order stuff and all those packages have to get packed and then ultimately delivered to our doors, which is why we see couriers and delivery services like UPS and FedEx and even the Postal Service are hiring to meet demand. So online retailers and the vendors attached to it are really well positioned. So that's kind of our first theme or narrative. So the second one is despite the virus, we still need food and toilet paper and cleaning supplies. And that's something that's called consumer staples. So the Tide detergent we buy because we still have to wash our clothes and we're probably going to buy it at a discount retailer like Walmart because we're watching our costs, those seem to make sense right now. And so um, those, those type of services, the consumer staples um, and the things that we have to buy for everyday life, they usually hold up really well even in a recession because uh, they're just things we need to have in our lives to keep going forward. Um, so a third theme here is we're in our homes way more than ever, and we're working, but we're also passing the time as we're, um, as we're staying at home. So this is leading us to buy more devices like new phones and computer equipment to work from home, um, which is why we saw that computer and peripheral equipment as a growing industry. Um, we're also using cloud services more, and businesses are starting to use cloud services more as we're all working remotely. And, um, and then the last thing is we're spending way more time on social media. And so, in, in fact, our social media consumption is up about 20% uh, during this pandemic when we've been staying in, indoors. So, so this is really our third theme, and that's our, our new normal at home and the companies that benefit from that. And then the fourth and last theme that I think we should focus on is really about healthcare, and for two reasons. One is that the pandemic itself is a healthcare crisis, meaning there will be money in treating and ultimately curing it uh, via a vaccine. And then the second reason is that healthcare as an industry also holds up really well during a recession or when the economy is slowing down. People still get sick. They still have heart attacks. They still need, still need help from medical professionals. Um, COVID may change the way some of this care is administered. Like we're seeing the uptick in virtual healthcare and, and digital 
uh, interventions and solution uh, solutions. But there is a reason that four of the Fortune 10 companies are in healthcare. Uh, these companies in this industry in particular, they make crazy amounts of money. So let's put it all together. It it feels it sure feels like the rich will just be getting richer when we consider these four themes or, or narratives. So just to go over them again, e-commerce, consumer staples, our new normal at home, and then healthcare. So, you know, I think this world sets up really nicely for the Amazons, Apples, Googles, Facebook, Microsoft, and then these large healthcare companies that are in the Fortune 10. And there are others in there as well that that seem to make sense as long as these four themes or narratives remain in place. But, um, you know, how do we check our work? Like, how do we make sure that we're on the right track here with our investment ideas and our themes? Well, another great source of information are rich people. So, uh, you know, there are billionaires in the world and um, they're not perfect and they don't bat a thousand, but most of them didn't become billionaires by making bad bets. So Bill Gates is one of the richest people in the world, and he has a foundation called the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They give tons of money to charities and other strategic investments, um, but they also have a trust where they invest in you know, stocks and mutual funds and, and all kinds of investment opportunities. And um, these trusts have to disclose certain information about when they they buy or sell positions in, in uh, companies or equities. And um, they actually, uh, the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Trust, uh, issued a news release last week on the stocks that they bought in first quarter of 2020. And so let's review what they bought. The trust bought shares in Apple, Amazon, Alibaba, so that's an online uh, Chinese retailer, um, Alphabet, which is the Google holding company name, uh, Twitter, uh, back to our kind of social media theme and, and the new normal at home, and then a company called Schrodinger Inc. And Schrodinger is the one you've probably never heard of, but they're a software company that develops chemical simulation software used in pharmaceutical and biotech research. So literally all of our four themes are represented here in what this trust for one of the you know most richest people in the world is are buying. And so I think you know we're on the right track here. Um, another great resource is Warren Buffett's annual shareholder letter. And he's always in the top you know two or three richest people in the world. and he actually might be the world's best investor. And while I disagree with some of his moves, um, his knowledge and insights on the future are a great temperature check of your investing strategy. So if you Google, you know, Warren Buffett's investor letter, um, it, you'll, you'll see that uh, and get to it really easily. And it's a great read um, just to understand kind of broader themes and, and about where our economy and, and where our country might be going in the future. Um, but there's with the internet, there's just so many great resources that are out there uh, to just temperature check and make sure that the way we're thinking about the economy or the way we're thinking about markets and businesses that'll do well um, actually makes sense. Okay, so how should we buy these themes? Well, this gets back to your own risk tolerance and timeline that we talked about in episode, uh, the last episode, um, part one of the investing in a COVID market. Um, if you want to take on less risk, then ETFs and mutual funds that track to our themes are a great start. So, you know, you need to do your own research here, but examples include uh, Vanguard's healthcare ETF, or uh, the Spider Fund has an S&P biotech ETF for that healthcare theme, or something like the Fidelity Select Technology Mutual Fund 
that has that um, buys uh, groups of equities that feature Apple, Microsoft, Nvidia, Salesforce, which is a which is a cloud a kind of CRM platform, plus many more. Um, they go into that fund to get exposure for some of our technology themes around e-commerce and new normal at home. Um, so these are just a few examples. Uh, you know, of course, you can also invest directly in these companies by buying their stocks. But remember, this is riskier, and you need to stay active in watching the performance, especially if the pandemic takes a turn for the worse and starts to really hit the markets hard. So now let's talk about the method of purchasing our investments. Um, we need to hit on a, a few concepts that I think are really important. So first, let's talk about what something called cash position, or just the amount of cash that you have in your portfolio. So every big-time investor and money manager keeps some of their assets in cash. They, they never are fully invested with every penny they have available. So why is that? Well, they keep cash on hand to take advantage of buying opportunities. So even the best investments will have days or even weeks where the stock price drops because of external events or news. And this has happened you know, in the last two or three months with, with the pandemic. So we'll get bad news on you know, the spread or we'll get bad news on maybe a, a clinical trial from a, uh, a vaccine for the virus didn't go well and, and things will drop. And these dips sometimes can be 10% or more, but if you've got a good investment and it's something that you really like the theme and, and kind of the trajectory of the company, these can be great buying opportunities um, when, you, when you get these dips. And, but if you don't have cash on hand, you have to sell something else to raise the funds to buy the dip. So this means you may lock in a loss or maybe you have to part ways with an investment that you really like because you don't have cash on hand. So, you know, what you've got to do is keep a cash position in your account for these type of opportunities. You know, how much is, is really going to depend on you and how active you're going to be with, uh, with buying into these dips or into these opportunities. Um, but a general kind of rule of thumb is anywhere from 5 to 10% of your total portfolio uh, could be allocated in cash um, to, uh, to capitalize on these opportunities. Okay, so one last thing. We have our strategy based on our themes. Uh, we've picked out some investments we like, and now we have cash to make the purchase. So let's say it's a thousand bucks and we wanna we wanna make some investments. So the question is, should I buy my stock or my mutual fund with all a thousand at once, or should I spread it out over time? And it's a great question. And it and unfortunately the answer is it depends. Uh depends on a number of factors. Um but if you have an intermediate or long-term time horizon and your risk tolerance is lower, you should consider something called dollar cost averaging. So this is a strategy where you divide up your $1,000 across several purchases. So maybe you, you spread out that 1000 over four purchases of $250, um, and you'll be buying your investment at different prices as the, the stock price goes fluctuates up or down over time. But this ultimately helps kind of smooth out the volatility and stabilize your returns. Um, just a quick note that if you see your investment steadily falling over your periodic purchases, uh, you may want to reconsider your purchase and not continue continue until you think the price is bottomed. Um, but you'll see that as you keep buying at a lower and lower price. You know, if you're less concerned about risk right now, um, 
or you see a great opportunity and you want to kind of go all in, then feel free to buy in one swoop and take that thousand dollars and and complete your purchase. Um, and don't you don't necessarily have to kind of phase it in with this dollar cost averaging. Um, if if it feels like the right opportunity uh, and you understand kind of the risk implications of doing it. So I hope that you have a little bit more clarity on where there are opportunities to invest and make progress towards your money goals. Um, This is a really unique time and things are changing fast. So stay informed and keep doing your research. Also keep listening to Calm Cash because we're going to keep talking about tips and strategies for navigating your mental health as well as your money health. Um, And also if you like Calm Cash, I would just ask you to tell a friend or two uh, so they can join us on the journey. Uh, Stay safe out there. Uh, Good luck in the markets, and we'll see you next week.